2: This is the Decibel Geek Podcast with Aaron Camero and Chris Sinzak.
1: Welcome back to the Decibel Geek Podcast. Yes, time once again for your favorite hard rock and heavy metal. We talk about it. We live it. We breathe it. We love it. I'm Aaron Camaro, joined as always by Chris Sinzak. Are you ready to rock? Of course. You're always ready to rock. And today... Well, you guys know the story. We bust these out every so often. As it turns out, it's been a minute since we've done this. Yeah. What are we up to? 35. 35. Episode number, well, not episode number, but volume (laughs) 35 of the Radio Sucks Radio Show where does the show come from the very very beginning Mm -hmm. the way the humble beginnings of decibel geek podcast where we talked about you know what kind of different things do you want to do you know we want to be a podcast that does the same exact thing every week do we want to change it up we decided we wanted to change it up we want to do something a little different every single week have different themes different ideas things we could explore but one thing we hit on right away at the very beginning is like what do we want to be with this podcast Well, my idea always was, you know, because I was a central Wisconsin famous rock DJ at one time, but there was parts about that job that I loved and parts that I hated. The part that I hated was not having free reign to put my own personality into my own show. Yeah. A lot of times, well, pretty much all the time, you would have a list of things you were supposed to play. the poor guy doing the uh the program director he 'd spend all this time putting together these playlists for me to play, and I would just totally dismantle them and play whatever the hell I wanted to play and get in big trouble for it and yeah. just take the brow beating for it and go right back to doing what I was doing because what I was doing was working yeah. when i 'd play a c d c you shook me all night long i 'd get calls at the radio station that would say, ah. Why are you playing this? There are so many great ACDC songs you could be playing. Why are you playing this one again? Yeah. On the other hand, when I play some Obscure Kiss song... Yeah. I'd get calls at the radio station going, oh, my God, I can't believe you're playing this. This is amazing. I've never heard this on the radio before. And so then that's when I knew that, you know, having your own personality on a show works, you know, mm-hmm. and it makes that your show. And you can reach out and instead of playing the same old, same old over and over and over again, you throw something cool in there once in a while and people respond to it. Yep. So then we said, well, yeah, that's perfect. That's a perfect example of why we do a podcast versus, you know, what they do on radio radio right so what do we call it and we mulled it over and we thought about it we (laughs) needed something truly creative something that really spoke to what we were trying to achieve with this theme and it just seemed like it was perfect the radio sucks radio show yeah
0: coined by Aaron Camaro
1: we're the DJs today yes and we'll play whatever the hell we want I think you're gonna like what we have for you today I think so too so before we get to our awesome radio DJ playlists as if we were, but we're not. We're proud to be podcasters. Before we get to that, we've got to take care of our business. Now, I, allowed, and I know last week we didn't have any reviews or recommendations, but I got a feeling that today is going to be bad. No. Again? Again. This can't be right. It's right. I checked twice. No. I got to believe there's something wrong. There's none. <laughs> There's, I see that. There's no. I checked. So basically what you're telling me is that when we release an episode and you're able to look and see how many people have downloaded and listened to said episode, yeah. the number is like way up here. Yeah. And then when we look at the number of reviews and recommendations that we have from hopefully from these same people that are loving and enjoying the show, right. that number is way down here somewhere.
0: Well, way down, way down. Oh, way down further than that, even. Especially the
1: last two weeks. Hmm. What can we do to entice people to give us more reviews and recommendations? Because these things are important. Sexual favors? Got to start somewhere. Yeah. Well, I guess hit us up on the Facebook page and let us know what your preference is. Yeah. (laughs) We'll see if we can accommodate. Who do we we have to blow first? (laughs) Just for a review, but, yeah, on, but seriously man. though, these iTunes reviews and stuff are really important because that basically, it works like when somebody, I'm sure everybody's related to this, you know, you, when you first discovered podcasts and you went through trying to find something like what we do yeah. and so you went your way through and you were looking at reviews and looking at different, you know, uh, explanations of what different podcasts are and you found ours and said cool. You know, this is awesome. Or maybe you found an episode and then came around and looked at what else we had and said, great. You know, this sounds like it's right up my alley. Yeah. That's how that works. And if you, the more people we have to do that for us, the more chances we're going to reel in more awesome people. And then those people get involved on the Facebook page and then the conversation and the whole community just grows and it's awesome.
0: Yeah, we we need you guys to spread the word. I mean, but without iTunes reviews, we have nothing. So we need iTunes reviews. If you don't if you don't like doing the iTunes thing, go to podchaser.com. dot Yeah, it's right there in your browser. Very easy to leave a review for us there. Or you, you can, go, can do
1: episode to episode reviews. Yeah, you on can that review one.
0: actual episodes on that, which would be really cool to see. Um, and then you could also go to Facebook and leave a recommendation. Yeah.
1: I know you're all on Facebook. Right. Most of you are. 99.9%, I got to think. Yeah. So let's, let's I guess Maybe it's uh, good go that ahead. we didn't get a review because last week we kind of upset some people. Apparently. <laughs> <bit. laughs> yeah. I knew we would. Oh, man. I got to stand by my statement. The Beatles did just stand there and get screamed at. Oh, boy. Yeah. And Bruce Springsteen, I don't know what it's going to take for me. Do we need to do a heavier side of Springsteen? Can we
0: do as heavier? uh, Is that possible? Only if Lee mccormick comes on the show because he hosts a Bruce Springsteen podcast. But that's right. Yeah,
1: Lee loves the Springsteen. He does.
0: Yeah, that's his favorite favorite artist. I believe. I bet
1: you we upset him with something fierce last week. Poor guy. I feel bad about that. Cause I don't, I never intended down on anybody's favorite bands. No. When we're talking about you know something like that, it was so opinionated. Oh, yeah. And personal to each of us how we felt about all those artists that you know we're bound to hit somebody's favorite and not just love them the way that you might love them. But you know? for so, the
0: for the lack of reviews and recommendations, I will say I'm happy to see so much response on the Facebook page no, that's with people fun. giving us their list. So it was some interesting yeah. some interesting choices out there. Stuff that like one guy even said fish. I was like, we have a listener that likes fish. I never expected that,
1: but yeah. you know, that's one of them things. I'm more of a meat and you- potatoes guy <laughs> myself. But, you know. What kind of fish are we talking about here? Walleye, you know, walleye, something like that. Some trout.
0: Yeah, but um, the people that I'm pretty sure did like the episode are the ones who shared on Facebook and retweeted on Twitter. That's our geeks of the week this week.
1: Yeah, geeks of the week. They loved last week's episode. All time favorite live acts. Yep. We can do stuff like that again in the future. Sure. Controversy. I like it.
0: Yeah, it was fun to do. And uh, Geeks of the Week this week are Jason Smith, Dan Nation, Matt Ashcraft, Cobras, and Fire podcast, Mike Grabowski, Eric Sensek that's my brother, Shay Hargett. He's
1: all our brothers. He
0: is. David Kathy, Kristen Schimbeck, Jay Sabluski, Bill Elam, The Bakery Podcast, Aaron Baker, Rodney Dixon, David Glenn, Brant Cattell, Todd Cunningham, Mikhail Burrell, Simon Catt, Daryl Albert, Robin the Hood, Christopher Stokes, Jeff Mendenhall, Twisted Kister, Tom Smoke, Coxie, Aladio, and of course The, the Mooger, Mooger Fooger.
1: That's right. Those are our people, our favorite people, our Geeks of the Week. They went out and shared last week's episode, retweeted it, got the word out there about what we're doing here on Desk Geek, and now more people will listen to that, and either they'll be outraged and never listen to us again, or they might come back for this one and many, many more. Yeah. Leave a review, damn it. Yeah. While, right. you're, while you're here loving it, take the time. Help Please us do. out. We'll love you for it. So we ready to get some music? Yeah. You ready to play rock DJ yeah. in a perfect world? Yeah coming
0: in first no uh, I'm not gonna not, do it no you don't have to do that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> let me hear your best wolfman jack <laughs> I'd have to smoke like way more cigarettes to pull that off you want to hear a quick funny radio story from back in the day before, before. we kick this off there was a point in my life where I was just trying to figure out what it meant to be a radio DJ, and I finally got my own show on the night shift, where things were a little bit looser because nobody really was listening to the radio. They were all out doing things with their families, as far as my bosses and stuff go, and that's why I was able to get away with so much chicanery of switching out the songs all the time. Most of the time, I wouldn't get caught. Every once in a while, I would, mm-hmm. but I was doing this thing called Beg for It Wednesday, okay. and people would call in, and they'd like it was. You'd for your songs, you know, please, please play this, you know, and it was kind of dumb, so I was trying to figure out other things, like and so then they said, you know, hey, why don't you do, like, a, a Tuesday night True Confessions, okay. and I was like, ooh, what's this, you know, and they're like, well, if you do True Confessions, you get people to call up the radio station, you know, tell a cool story or something, real quick, keep it nice, tight, and short, yeah. and right. then if they, you know, do that, you can pick a song, yeah. they can play a song, you know, within reason, of course, of you course. know, it's got to be on our playlist, and yeah. say, alright, cool, cool, So it starts out innocently enough and then it goes a little further and I'm letting it get worse and worse and the stories are getting more vile (laughs) and people are really getting creative and dirty with it. Yeah. But I'm letting it go. Everything goes, you know, they want to hear their songs. They're telling me these crazy stories, you know, I'm going to do it. So I do. And one night. Jeff Cecil, who does the Poolside podcast, Mm -hmm. which is a hilarious new podcast, I highly recommend you check out. A friend of his comes to him and says, you know, you should hear what I heard the other night. This guy has got these girls on the radio, and they're talking about doing a threesome with this guy they met at a concert, and it's crazy, and when it's all said and done, he plays their song for them. So then, I guess the word starts getting out about some of the crazy shit that's going on on my show at night, Mm -hmm. and I get called to the office. Yeah. And I get up there and my boss, a guy named Steve Resnick and the program director is Nick Summers. Mm-hmm. And so we're in there and they're just letting me have it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm young, real young in the radio business, real young in being a radio host. And so I really am just whatever goes, you yeah. know, I don't care as long as I'm having fun and the people are digging it. It's whatever. Right. And so they take me up there and my boss says to me, Steve says, I don't know who the hell you think you are. Some kind of Howard Stern or something. And I would said to him Oh, I always kinda pictured myself as more like a kind of like a Wolfman Jack and they're like, No more Tuesday night true confessions, get out of here. And I just put my head down and walked out of the office. <laughs> but recently in moving the studios, mm-hmm. I found a cassette tape yeah. of some of these old bits. Oh, I want to hear of this. people calling in the radio station telling their insane filthy stories to get to hear their favorite Alice in Chains and corn and stuff like that. Wow. Yeah.
0: We have to transfer this. Yeah, definitely. That's yeah. what I'm
1: thinking. i got to take it somewhere and get that to happen because I would totally release that to the VIPs.
0: Do you sound different on the tape? I don't know. I don't oh, have a cassette player. I haven't oh, okay. heard it in years. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to listen to that.
1: Yeah, me too. That should be fun. How so. old
0: were you when you were doing the?
1: Early 20s. Yeah. Yeah, oh, early 20s. And I just applied for the job and got it. That's I had no funny. business being there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell that story on the next Chris and Aaron show. How I got my job on radio, even though I had no business even applying for it.
0: That's great. All right. So I'm going to lead off the, the picks today. I'm going to play something and, I, and we'll do a rock and pod plug in the, the middle of the episode. But uh, if you don't know, Michael Sweet from Striper is going to be coming this year to rock and pod. Shoot. Yeah. And we're super excited to have him. And it's going to be some interesting announcements about his appearance soon. Um, I can't say it just yet, but uh, pretty exciting. Anyway, I wanted to play a striper tune, uh, but I want to do something a little outside the box. I want to play something off the Against the Law album that came out on August 21st, 1990. It was their fifth release. If you weren't aware at the time, basically they were kind of getting saddled with the Christian label, I think, and getting a little fed up with. So there was like a lot of Christians that were giving them a hard time about you guys aren't true Christians and blah, blah, blah. So they're kind of like, we need a break from this.
1: Right. And you got to remember the times of, I mean,. The other bands that weren't Christian rock bands, right. you know, that were just of that genre, were going through a lot of hard changes too. So that's got to be double for Striper. Yeah,
0: I mean, it was. A, I've watched interviews with Michael, and you know, it's like it's a frustrating period of time where they were just kind of breaking out of their shell, and so they put this album together. And I mean, it it, it fits in along with all the other Striper albums. It's not that far out of the out of the box, but. Was, is
1: this Striper's Elder? No. No?
0: I don't think they have an album. No? Okay. They don't have an album that bad. I always wonder um, with,
1: with bands, like, is this their music from the Elder album?
0: It's one of those things where I think a lot of people have never even heard the record, and they just assume that it's going to be way different. But it's got a lot of really good songs on it. Um, it was put out on Enigma Records, produced by Tom Werman, who, you know, worked with everybody. But uh, some interesting notes on this album. You know, it's got Michael Sweet, Oz Fox, Tim Gaines, and Robert Sweet. The, the you know the classic lineup, classic era. But there's some uh, addition, additional musicians on here that I didn't realize. Like the lead single was "Shining Star," it was a '70s cover. Yeah. And playing bass on that, Randy Jackson.
1: Really? Yeah. From the a, guy from American, American Idol? Idol. Wow. And he was
0: also a Journey for a little while too. That
1: guy's such a metalhead.
0: And then uh, on background vocals, Jeff Scott Soto.
1: He's everywhere. He's everywhere.
0: His, God, his discography has to be insane. I would
1: be more surprised if you told me Jeff Scott Soto didn't sing on an album. Right?
0: Yeah, well, here's <laughs> one that he didn't sing on. Um, but yeah, so leading off things, I love this song. This is Striper from Against the Law with a song called 2 Time Woman."
1: if I owned a radio station or was a part of a podcast, I'd put that in rotation. Well, we just did. Awesome. It works out perfectly. That's good stuff. I like that.
0: Yeah. I love that song. That's that's one of my favorite striper tunes.
1: And it is kind (coughs) of off topic of what you would expect out of striper. A little bit, but yeah, but it fits along, fits along with their catalog, but it doesn't really stray too far because even a good Christian man shouldn't be putting up with a two time and woman. Right. That's true. So that works out. Yep. I like it. Not bad. All right. So that's my first one. What do you you got? Well, I thought I'd tie this in. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but Chris and I made a special appearance recently on the Rock and or Roll podcast where we discussed the awesomeness of Motley Crue's Dr. Feelgood album.
0: And some of the not so awesomeness.
1: And some of the awesomeness that nobody else seemed to recognize for its awesomeness. Uh Case in point, here today. You guys, you want to go check that out because it was so much fun for us. Spirited
0: discussion. Very spirited discussion.
1: (laughs) Like I said on the show, man, it just took me back to that time because I was in junior high when Dr. Feelgood came That's out. It. And, man, did that album mean a lot to me. You know, it meant a lot to pretty much everybody that, I, that was around me. It, that was my age. You know, it was a time when, you know, it's not always cool to be a Motley Crue fan over the years. There's been times where it's been very uncool to say you like Motley Crue. But when Dr. Feelgood came out, it didn't matter if you were a jock a preppy person uh whatever you were you know whatever group or clique that you found yourself a part of as a young person everybody loved Dr. Feelgood everybody had the cassette tape i had the cassette tape i wore that Me sucker too. out yep. and so in our discussion with bj These guys kind of beat up on me a little bit because I am singing the praises of the song Sticky Sweet, which I think is just freaking awesome. I love that song so much. Mm -hmm. You guys are giving me a hard time about it. With good reason. I don't think so. So I guess we'll put this up to the listeners. I want to know (laughs) on our Facebook page, are you with me Or or if you're with Chris and BJ over the song Sticky Sweet? I say it's awesome. They say it's just some filler song that it, it's whatever. That's what it is. It's what it is. I don't think so. I think it rules. So here's a quick reminder for you from Doctor Feelgood, the one and only Motley Crew. This one's sticky sweet. <laughs> glad you do. That song makes me feel <laughs> so good. Yeah. Just like the song. Oh, it's great. You know what's cool nowadays? What's that? It's cool to be a Motley Crue fan again. Yeah. Ever since the movie came out, I couldn't believe it. I actually had the radio on one day. I was like just running in between two places real quick, didn't, have, didn't bother to set up the iPod or nothing, just like, whatever's on the radio, let's go. Mm-hmm. And the Motley Crue song, The Dirt. Yeah, it's getting a lot of play. It's on the actual radio. They're playing the new Motley Crue song on the radio. I thought, what the hell's going on it's here? It's been a
0: long time since that's happened.
1: Yeah, very long time. Yeah. Basically since Crew 94, really. Yeah,
0: I don't even really remember anything from Saints of Los Angeles. Getting, I mean, maybe a barely
1: when it first yeah. came out, and I guess even Generation Swine when it first first I don't came out. Really, funny. I remember hearing Afraid on the radio, yeah. and I remember it being a big deal at the at Z one hundred four before mm-hmm. when I was a kid. Before I ever worked there, you know, I listened to that. That was our local rock station. You know, that's where you'd go to hear you know rock music, and so I remember like the generation swine coming out well first 94 was a big deal yeah and that guy played they played hooligan's holiday right. and made a big deal out yeah. of it
0: yeah, but it
1: dropped off pretty yeah. quick yeah it didn't and then yeah, the same understood. thing with afraid with generation swine it was a big deal and they played it but it dropped off pretty quick yep i got a feeling with this one it may have a little more to do with the movie Oh, and, totally. It has to and do with and this machine gun Kelly dude. <clears throat> yeah, because he's a... I he's think a program directors really believe that young people just think this guy is awesome. He was and he, and he may be. he was great in the movie. He was great in the movie. So you, did you finally, I did finally watch, watch, it? watch it? Okay, cool. I liked it. Well, yeah, real quick. What, what, I liked it a lot. You liked I mean, it? I knew what it was. I knew the length of it, so I knew it wasn't going to go too in depth. Right. I liked like the first part, of course, the rise of Motley Crue. That's yeah. really awesome. That's the most part of the movie is the rise of Motley Crue yeah. because the fall of Motley Crue gets squeezed in with a lot of stuff yeah. really quick. But that's okay. Who wants to, you yeah. know, know about the fall of Motley Crue? We want to know about the rise, you know, the yeah. the fun days, you know. And so I think the actors all played their roles really well. Mm-hmm. You know, I like that they took the time to, you know, show each one's character, you know, yeah. because that's what makes that movie work is because what you're working with is four guys who are definite characters. Like sure. any one of those guys could have their own movie. Yeah. It makes it fun because you get all different perspectives. I think the guy that played Mick Mars was awesome. Yeah, I too. mean, he was funny. He was the comic relief. Even that when he said kiss sure. sucks. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, a lot of it was historically inaccurate. Yeah. But you know what? I can overlook that for what it was supposed to be. A good fun movie. And it was fun and I liked it a lot. Cool. And it's cool that it's brought crew back into the forefront. Yeah. It's a little scary that kids nowadays are going, wow, Motley Crew, these guys were awesome. Now they're all going to be as warped as we are. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> um, growing up on that stuff.
0: Yeah, I and yeah, we talked about it in depth a lot. But yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. It's a fun watch. You just have to know what to expect from it. It's a, right. a, if you're expecting a deep dive into everything, you're not going to get it. They should have done a miniseries and everything. But you know, but for an, an hour and a half, it's 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 decent. You know, and
1: I think we can probably start expecting to see more of these movies for yeah. other bands because once another band, say Kiss or White Snake or any of them, mm-hmm. looks at this movie and goes, wow this actually got kids talking about Motley Crue, got kids buying Motley Crue music, downloading it, I guess. Oh, yeah. And, you know, going to the, see the seeing the movie, you know, buying music, bringing crew back around, bringing crew, putting crew back on the radio in 2019. Who the hell would have <laughs> ever thought that, you know? Other bands yeah. are going to start wanting to I, do this. I
0: think I heard something about possible poison one being made too
1: yeah see and you know what if a netflix movie inspires any kids to go out there and pick up guitars and drums and bass guitars and learn how to play rock songs i'm down with that yeah totally i'll take it there you go sticky sweet kicks ass everybody uh, knows it moving on
0: all right so uh my next one this is uh really the only new song that i'm going to play today and we're kind of sticking to old favorites today but uh Old favorites are members of this band. This is a uh, supergroup called Hollywood Vampires, and uh, it's made up of Alice Cooper, Johnny Depp, and Joe Perry. You know, along with some other pe- other touring members have included Duff McKagan, Matt Sorum, and Robert DeLeo from Stone Temple Pilots. Uh, the name comes from a celebrity drinking club formed by Alice Cooper in the seventies. Which included, but was not limited to John Lennon, Ringo Starr, Keith Moon, Mickey Dolenz. You know,
1: basically, anyone. and that all took place up in like the private room at the, at the Rainbow in L.A. Right? Yep,
0: they had like their own little drinking, drinking loft, and they uh, would sit,
1: sit up there and hang out to be
0: a fly on the wall. Oh man, for that. Yeah, the stories that must have come from that. Amazing, but, uh, but it's it's an interesting project, and I mean they've done a lot of touring, and you know it's it's a, an amazing lineup of musicians, and you know dip, you know a lot of people might think Johnny Depp's a weird factor in this. But, you know, he used to be in bands. He's a musician, and he's he's a big appreciator of a lot of these artists. Oh, totally. So uh, I, you know, initially didn't plan on playing anything from them, but uh, I just heard this the other day. It's a new song from the upcoming album Rise. I think it comes out in June. And uh, interesting song. Uh, I want you to check it out, and I want Aaron's response to this. This is a, a track called Who's Laughing Now? cool i like it
1: oh i like that a lot
0: it sounds better than what you usually hear out of super groups.
1: right yeah and it's not just sticking to one guy or the other guy's uh-huh. style it's kind of creating something new and i mean i like that a lot i had no yeah. idea they had a new album coming out
0: yeah i just heard about it the other day so yeah I'm, I'm this really piques my interest to, to hear what the rest of it's going to sound
1: for like. sure for sure and like you told me you know it's like uh Alice Cooper sounds great. The song is yeah. cool and different. It kind of reminds me like a Queens of the Stone Age kind of. Yeah, it's, the riff it's is very similar you know?
0: to that to Queens of the Stone
1: Age. And it's, you hear Johnny Depp doing a little singing in there, yep. and he sounds cool. And yep. like you said, Johnny Depp, he's been a rocker from day one. He just happened to you know the movie thing took off for him before the rock star thing did. So now is his chance to come back and relive the life that he maybe missed out on. Yeah, and I think that's pretty
0: cool. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to hearing more of that.
1: You know what else I'm looking forward to? What's that? This Friday. What's happening this Friday Friday night? Nashville, Tennessee. The Marathon Music Works. The Spaceman and his awesome band. Tommy Thayer's coming here? Get out. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here right now with that shit. And that's how the Decibel Geek podcast ended. (laughs) Yeah,
0: we're done. No reviews and an insult to Ace Fraley. It's over.
1: (laughs) Oh, man.
0: All I got to do is say, fuck Ugly Kid Joe, and we're never talking again. No, that's over
1: now. Welcome to the Aaron Show. Yeah. Chris just hit the fucking bricks. <laughs> Camaro's cut out, man, Every single uh, week. <laughs> guess what? I had five picks. Now I have ten. This is going to be great. <laughs> Asshole. Sorry. Couldn't... Fuck no, dude. Ace Fraley's coming to town, and you damn know it. I'm going with you. You better. You better get your ticket. <laughs> yeah. I you know when I got mine? The day before they I, went on sale. I've, I assumed you would. I ain't messing around, man. I got to go see the spaceman, especially now that he's playing with Ryan and Phil and Jeremy. Oh, yeah. Oh man! I'm I excited love it. to
0: see them play with him.
1: me too. I am so excited. I don't know if you know this about me, but ace Fraley is my dude like I have if, no idea. if I had to like give up everybody else, every other band, I'd keep ace Fraley because that's my guy That's high praise if I had a son. I would name him after Ace. If you Fraley.
3: had a son. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you disowned him already. I disowned him. You know, someday when I have a son again.
0: <laughs> gonna name him Ace his, also. <laughs> his name will be
1: Ace. Okay. Hopefully still. <laughs> <laughs> but I always used to get a kick when I worked on the radio playing something by Ace Fraley, because you know what? Radio. I don't think has ever played Ace Braley. I've never heard Ace Braley on the radio except when I was a DJ and I was the one sneaking it in. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard it. A- well, I think the closest maybe Rock get, Soldiers. Maybe a long Rock time Soldiers, ago. but I don't think I ever heard it on the radio. No. Yeah, I can't think of anything. Because I had to buy that. Yeah, I bought that with my own money on LP when I was very very young, and was so excited for it. Because Ace Frehley was my guy. He was my dude. And he'd been gone out of KISS for a long time. And back then before internet and all that, I didn't know what the hell happened to him. You know, all of a sudden one day I look and, you know, I'm catching up on KISS records and like, who's this? Vinnie Vincent. Who the hell is that? (laughs) Bruce Kulick, Mark St. John. Who the hell are these guys? And where's my Ace Frehley? You know, Ace Frehley's not in KISS anymore. Where the hell is he? Nobody he really knows. He's on the floor. Except for Joe Renda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's over there in the corner. I think we should out. all
0: take a moment to appreciate that Ace Fraley is still alive. Shit, yeah. <laughs> that's the biggest miracle of all.
1: And kicking ass yeah. on top of it all.
0: Very happy for his sobriety.
1: Yeah, that's very cool. I was watching this cool thing the other day. It was, uh, it must be Revolver Magazine. Mm-hmm. But they did this thing where they had a contest where this guy won. And so he got to hang out and talk to Ace. While he was getting an Ace Fraley tattoo. I saw that.
0: Yeah, that was pretty cool.
1: You know one thing I learned from that that I never knew before? What's that? Ace's little tattoo Mm -hmm. of his name and Paul Stanley's little rose on his arm. Yep. They got those at the same time. Yeah. They're like tattoo brothers like that.
0: Yeah, the guy that did it, Lyle Tuttle, was like a very famous tattoo artist. Yeah. Yep. That's very cool. I never knew that. I didn't know about Ace's tattoo being done at the same time.
1: Yeah. And then he talked about his other tattoo with the dragon holding the Les Mm -hmm. Paul and talked about all kinds of cool stuff with that guy. And that dude's sitting there getting a badass Ace Fraley tattoo. Yeah. So cool. I love that. That's a
0: good idea for a contest.
1: I'm super, super excited. And I've said this probably a hundred times before on this show that he's playing with our boys from here in Nashville, the rock and roll residency, Mm -hmm. because these guys have already brought songs out of Ace, just like they did for Gene, Mm -hmm. that you'd never expect. And these guys are rock and rollers, so they rock those songs out. So it gives me hope to hear some of my favorite songs by Ace that you don't really get to hear a lot. Here's one. man i've always loved it and talking about that first fraley's comet album and being so excited to get it just to learn that it was out there ace fraley's back and he's got new music and he sings on many of these songs on this album Mm -hmm. i was so excited when i got this and this was probably always my favorite song off that first fraley's comet album this is a great one crank it up nice and loud and just get your mind blown by the solo this is fraley's comet with stranger in a strange land could never get enough of that
0: yeah i've played that on the show in the past myself yeah, yeah well good we both agree on that one unlike uh other Mot- motley Crue songs whatever dude <laughs> but uh yeah no that, that's a fantastic song. i'd love to hear him do that one live
1: shoot yeah man that'd be great yeah and with ryan and those guys in there mm-hmm. phil and jeremy they can play anything oh yeah yeah they already practiced this song are just ready for the night that he says well what about this song yep we know it what about that one yep we know it mm-hmm. that's why he's got them in the band No,
0: oh, yeah they're walking you seen how awesome they were their, for gene material.
1: You know, name a song. They can play it. Oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah.
0: I think they, they could probably play anything in the Kiss catalog.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. It's going to be exciting Friday night because he's headlining and he's yep. got all the time in the world to play all those awesome songs. Yeah, it be an interesting show. We'll, we'll have to do a show review. Most definitely. Yeah. Oh, you know we will. Cool.
0: So uh, I got one more pick and then we'll go into the break. I want to play. Uh, there's been some news lately about Aerosmith. You know, some, there's some health issues or something going on there. Like uh, Joe Perry... They're doing a Vegas residency now, and they uh, they were playing "Living on the Edge" the other night, and Joe Perry was just fucking up the guitar parts all over the place. Really? And, and like people are like, "What's going on with Joe Perry?" You know, he's had some serious health issues the yeah. last year, and he's also in Hollywood Vampire. I was just
1: gonna ask, did he play on this most recent? or was yeah. he playing? Yeah, that's yeah. him
0: on guitar. Okay, but it, he um, yeah, he's had some like heart problems and stuff, and then he he, he looked very out of sorts at the thing in Vegas, so. Uh, you know wishing him the best and then also i heard that joey kramer's missed a couple of shows too so I don't, I don't know what's going on with him but all these guys are getting older so right. so if you can go see these people live you should do it while you can exactly yeah so you know aerosmith's been around like a very long time so uh yeah definitely check them out um but yeah i you know i want i just felt like it was like they just kind of gave me the idea let's play some aerosmith and uh there's so many great aerosmith songs and i just kind of spun the wheel and picked it random and I had to make sure it was something I like. Not going to be playing any just push play material today. Um, <laughs> oh, good. Thought I'd play something off of Rocks, which was the fourth oh, yeah. studio album released May third, nineteen seventy six. This is one of the greatest hard rock records ever released. Oh, um, for sure, produced by Jack Douglas and Aerosmith. You know, you guys know. There's a ton of amazing songs on this, but you know how we are. We try to play the little bit lesser known stuff, but this song is great nonetheless. This is a great song called "Licking a Promise."
1: with that, you can't go wrong with anything off of rocks. No, I love it. It rocks. And if I heard Licking on Promise on the radio and I was driving down the street and that just came up between an Eagle song and a Stone song that I've heard a million times, I'd be like, hell to the yeah. Yeah, I love that song. I'd say I love this radio station. They're doing something good here. Yeah, sounds like decimal Geek. Good thing you got podcasts. Good thing you got us. Well, cool. I guess we'll take a quick break. I mean, we got to talk about what's coming up, mm-hmm. and that's our huge party, the rock and roll party of the summer, and it happens right here in Nashville on August 9th and 10th. Well, the expo itself, the Rockin' Pod is what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. That's on the 10th. But, of course, we got a cool party and stuff going on the night before. And there's all kinds of cool stuff going on all around it. we got awesome guests. Get us up to date on what's going on with Rockin' Pod. Rockin'
0: Pod Expo, pre-party Friday, August 9th, uh, the Rock and Roll Residency, along with a band called 8-Ball. And um, I have the the next band I haven't announced just yet, so I'll hold off on that. But we have three bands that are going to be entertaining you that night. Uh, the residency is going to do a full two-hour set. There's going to be lots of guests jumping up on stage with them, which is what so they're So there's for. even
1: more than residency, eight ball, and generation, or lipstick generation? Oh, did generation? I already mention
0: generation? Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. Okay. We talked
1: about that last week. I'm sorry. You already let the cat out of the bag I, okay, on that one. Okay. So those are the three bands. That's good. And um,
0: But, yeah, we have... Uh, there's gonna be set. it's gonna be a very unique show because the residency is gonna have several of the expo guests get up and do songs with them, right? And uh, you know we'll put pieces together as we go.
1: But so if you've yeah. ever had the opportunity to see what the rock and roll residency does here in Nashville, mm-hmm. is they put on these great shows. They're all awesome, talented musicians. They can all sing and they're amazing. And they can do anything. Yeah. So they bust out all these awesome tunes. But in the meantime, they have special guests come up on stage with them. We've seen them play with some amazing people. Oh, yeah. Just pop up on stage. We've seen them play with Alice Cooper. We've seen him play with Paul Stanley's son, You know, and all kinds of other really awesome people have joined them on stage. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of their thing because they're so knowledgeable, because they're so talented, because they're so damn good. They can keep up with anybody. So whoever's in the crowd, if you're somebody that's awesome and people want to see you up there, you can get up on stage and say, hey, let's do this song. And they go, yeah, we know that one. And they bust it out. Mm -hmm. So that's what makes it so cool because they're not just awesome on their own. They can play with anybody. And guess what? At Rockin' Pod there's going to be a lot of really cool people that are going there to be is. hanging out that could just go up on stage and say, hey, do you know this one? We're the Rock and Roll Residency. Of course we know that one. One, two, three, four, boom, yeah. there they go. You yeah, know?
0: yeah. there's going to be some amazing performances. and
1: So think about some of the guests that yeah. we have coming and the opportunity to see them hop up on stage in a very unique situation where you may not be seeing them with their band, but you might be seeing something special that you've never seen before and will never have the opportunity to see again.
0: And guests that we have for the expo include Michael Sweet from Striper, Brian Forsythe from Kicks, Jason Beeler from Saigon Kick, Rick Rule from Every Mother's Nightmare, uh, I'm gonna start forgetting people, but uh, just a ton of people. Like make make sure you go and the guys from Wildside, yeah, Erie Vaughn from Danzig, Jeremy Barber from Green Jello, Steve Barnett from Pump Five, and then I have more that I'm working on. So we're not done yet, right? So so just the list yeah. of
1: names so far. Can you imagine Michael Sweet jumping up and doing? something really cool really different You Jason Beeler hopping up there maybe mm-hmm. busting out some Saigon kick Brian and something Forsyth. else really cool yeah. Brian Forsythe I've said it last week he wants to get up and yeah. play with these guys I mean, you, you <laughs> can hear some kick songs you don't think Phil can sing kicks you're out of your mind he can oh, no. bust that out I for you could.
0: so that's going to be you know so if you, if you want to come it's going to benefit you to come for both days because the, the show with oh, the yeah. night before is going to be off the hook and then the expo all those guests we're going to have panel discussions vinyl vendors merchant memorabilia vendors we're gonna have cosplay. We might even have a tattoo artist on site. I've, I'm working on that. All right, I'll and get an
1: Ace Fraley tattoo. You, if you Can get Ace to show up and let me talk to him while I get it. I'll see if I can afford him. <laughs>
0: and then, um, uh, and then, of course, you know, dozens of podcasters from all over North America recording yeah. on site. And we're gonna have a, another room with live podcasting sessions going on, being recorded all day. Mm-hmm. It's you never you never know who's gonna pop up at Rock and Pod, so it's gonna be That's a right. seriously fun fun day so i really hope you'll come
1: i mean that one year we were hanging out and i turn around looking wow it's raven
0: yeah raven showed up they out weren't of the even scheduled to be here nope, but they were here they are town.
1: they're like wow we're in town and all the cool people are over here at this rock and pod expo and so let's go visit our friends there yep so people that aren't even guests yeah. Seem to show up at this thing. Yeah. So all of a sudden, you got Raven fans going, Oh, wow, I got a Raven record. Will you sign this for yep. me? You know, like, I just bought it over there from the from the music vendors, and I'm now bringing it over here, getting it signed by Raven, who I didn't even know was going to be here. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's that way every year. We have it's people amazing, show up out of nowhere. It's an amazing, magical thing, this Rock and Pod.
0: So uh, just more information, go to rockin'pod.com. But uh, also, you, we have a discounted hotel because it's at Nashville Airport Marriott. Yes. It's at a hotel. We have a big ballroom there. We've got a great bar and grill there yeah. so it would benefit you to just stay on site And we have a discounted
1: block of rooms. so absolutely so you a, that's go on, That's on the website too you go to rock yeah. you grab your discounted rooms and then you know that you're good to go because you can go friday night you can party with the rock and roll residency and all these other cool people we're all going to be hanging out in our own kind of private area you know it's not like we're at a club downtown where everybody else that don't care about what's going on around them mm-hmm. are hanging out at this is just for us yeah so all the coolest people are going to be just down there hanging Out and you're going to be able to hang out with them, and then you party, you have a good time, you stay up late hanging out with your favorite rock stars, and then you just hop on that elevator, take it up to your room, and you get some Z's, and then you wake up in the next morning, and boom, it's time for the real deal, the Rock and Pod Expo. You make your way back down that elevator, and you look outside. There's all your friends. Once again, all the people you hung out with last night, and they're out there doing their thing at Rockin' Pod, and you could be a part of that. So come on. What are you waiting for? Go to rockin'pod.com right now and get those hotel rooms and join us in Nashville. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's the rock and roll party of the summer, man. Every single year so far, nobody does it like we do. You know it. You know you're going to have fun. Come
0: join us and uh, make a weekend of it. We're excited to have everybody in town.
1: Heck yes. You ready to get back to the rock and roll? Yeah, let's do it. All right, talking about Rock and Pod Expo, I thought this would be a nice tie-in for that because we've been talking about the Rock and Roll Residency and how we're so excited to have them be a part of this. We're going to get to see them this Friday night playing with Ace Fraley, but we can't wait until August when they're partying it up with us at the pre-party ...for the and Pod Expo. So I thought I'd go back for this one. This is a band that I think I kind of introduce the world to... ...sometimes with Decibel Geek Podcast... ...because when I first talked about this band... ...nobody seemed to know who they were. They're a huge part of my life... ...especially back in my radio days. This was Central Wisconsin's number one... ...most popular band in the whole dang world... ...at one time. And I brought it up here on the Decibel Geek Podcast... ...and first people said I never heard of it... ...and then people said... Wow, where do I get more of this? The band I'm talking about is Hair of the Dog. Ryan Cook, who's part of the Gene Simmons Band, part of the Ace Fraley Band, part of the Rock and Roll (laughs) Residency, part of Rock and Pod Expo. Yep. Is the man in this band, Ryan Cook, Hair of the Dog? This one's awesome because it's off an album called Rise, which was also produced by our other main man, Michael Wagner. That's right. It's a Decibel Geek Party all over this album. <laughs> I love it. And this is a great one. This is a song that you listen to maybe while you're at work, getting to be almost towards the end of your shift. It's almost time to go home. Put this in, crank it up, and you will feel good. This is Hair of the Dog off the album Rise. And this is a tune called 529. Going to be party time at the Rock and Pod Expo. That's for damn sure.
0: Yeah, I love that. That all. I don't think I've ever heard a bad Hair of
1: the Dog song. Everything you've ever played for. There's a know, secret the to that. What's that? There are no bad yeah, Hair of the okay. Dog songs.
0: That makes sense. But yeah, what a great band. Just good stuff.
1: Love it, and I'm so excited. And it's it's just so cool because, like I said, Hair of the Dog. They. It was just one of those weird cosmic things. You know, they came up and played in central Wisconsin. If you guys go way back in the archives, you can hear Ryan and John Spettis tell the story themselves about how that all came to be, Mm -hmm. how they just kind of fell into becoming superstars in this one pocket of Wisconsin, where I remember going to the local record store and they'd have like the album chart of what was selling the best in that store mm-hmm. i remember looking at it and going oh wow number one hair of the dog wow number two alice in chains number three pearl jam number four stone temple pilots that's wild and going man that's freaking awesome because they came up there and they ruled the world and then full circle all these years later after you know losing track with those guys yeah. and to find out ryan cook's living here in nashville
0: yeah and i met him at a tom keifer show right after you had played a song on the show yeah. of theirs and our friend David Stonish introduced me. He was like, Here's Ryan and Jeremy. And, I, and he's like, R- This is Ryan Cook. And I'm like, Ryan from Hair of the Dog. And he's like, Yeah. I'm like, Holt, this is the craziest thing. Because we probably just what he were was talking about too. you a week ago. <laughs> yeah. He was just like, What? <laughs> yeah. It was, that was, that was like a cosmic connection.
1: It was yeah. So weird. Very cosmic. And then, you know, become great friends with the guy and, yeah. you know, and, And it's just awesome. I just, it's so cool Mm -hmm. how that works out sometimes that way. But, and then here he is. He's going to be, you know, with the rock and roll residency. I mean, and even back then, you know, to think if I could have a time machine Mm -hmm. and go back to, you know, the early 2000s in central Wisconsin and Ryan Cook's playing with Hair of the Dog and go to him and be like, Someday you're going to be in the Gene Simmons band. Yeah. (laughs) And you're also going to be in the Ace Fraley band. He'd be like, What? No way. Yeah. And then now look at him today. Yeah. Someday you're going to be the dude. Holding it all together for the rock and pod pre party. Yeah. He'd be like, What the hell are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, he's like, what, what is that? It's going to be great. Trust me. Yeah, I'm going to go back to my time and, machine, and
0: they'll be at at the expo with their own booth, too. right? So yeah, they're going to hang out all day. So, so you'll it's get to meet to the uh,
1: Gene Simmons slash Ace Frehley yep. band as well. Yeah, I'm so happy that? that they're coming because yeah. they're part of the Kiss family tree now.
0: And they've they've been out of town for the last two years. Every year they're like, Yo. "Damn it, I wish we." Could. You always schedule this when we're out out of the, out of over, overseas
1: or whatever. Oh, so, Gene yeah. Race calls, man. They got to go. Oh God, don't let's not even think about that. No, well, Gene's <laughs> busy and Ace. You can. Just come with. Yeah. Oh, that would be just nice. Just come with and hang out. You don't even have to be announced. Just show up. Right.
0: So, uh, you know, I uh, getting a lot of my picks this week out of, you know, recent news stories I've seen. And this one, this was no exception because I don't know if you heard about this or not. But the other day, I think it was, I don't know. I just kind of saw the headline, but I didn't actually get to really read up on it. But apparently the other day... Charlie Benante and John Bush got together on stage and played "Room for One More."
1: Oh, really? For manthrax oh, I love that song.
0: And uh, I think I think maybe it was like a Metal Allegiance show or something like that. Um,
1: Off a of sound of white noise. Sound of
0: white noise. So I thought that was pretty cool. And that's uh, super cool. I'm I'm I love Joey Belladonna, and but I am I will always be partial to the John Bush era of the band. I just that's just my favorite era of the band.
1: I guess again that was kind of like. That was our Anthrax, you know. I remember being so excited about Sound of White Noise coming out because I knew Anthrax, but I didn't. I wasn't like super into them, but I knew of them. You well, know, my best course-
0: friend Wes was a massive fan yeah. of the Belladonna era, yeah. so I knew I was very familiar with them, and I liked them, right? But when they brought Bush in, I just thought it made them into something different that I liked even more. And they just put out so much amazing material with him, even though their popularity was not near what it was. I think they did some of their best work with him. And uh, so my next pick is off my favorite. Sound of White Noise is tough to beat, but if I had to pick an alternate to that, We've Come for You All is the next one.
1: Oh, it's good. It
0: came out May 6, 2003 on Nuclear Blast. And uh, this was the first record to feature Rob Caggiano on lead guitar. And it was John Bush's last record. And honestly, I think this was the most cohesive version of that of the Bush era band. And I love what they did on this album. There's not a bad song on this. Re- well, safe home, maybe not so much, but most of this record is really, really great. And, uh, wanted to pick something off of it cause it didn't get a lot of shine back in the day. So this is anthrax from we've come for you all with refuse to be denied. <laughs> good stuff that whole album is amazing
1: the radio truly lacks anthrax yeah Should-
0: why, why couldn't you play that you yeah know? i don't know that's good should have been a much bigger band, you know. And they're still out there doing it today. They got Joey back, and, and you know, and Joey's great. And I, I, worship music. I thought was a fantastic record. Yeah, you know. I so yeah. I yeah. I can't say enough good things about Anthrax.
1: Right. You say I'd love to see him get back together with John Bush, but then you say, "Oh, but I don't want them to stop what they're doing with Joey." You know, they so it's kind of if they would do a tour tough.
0: with both of them. And do like a three-hour show, an hour and a half with both with each singer. Haven't they done something like that before? The only, no, not live, I don't think. I think the, they were talking about doing it, but it yeah. didn't pan out. Like, uh. But they did do – they've done some – I think – I know they at least did the Ball of Confusion Temptations cover with oh, yeah, both that's singers. that's right. That was cool. But I don't know. I think that may have been where it ended. I don't know if they ever went any further than that.
1: I can't remember if they did any shows together. I don't think they did. That'd be pretty wild. Has a band ever done that before? Go out on the road with two different singers, but the band stays out for the whole thing? I don't think but you just so. switch back and forth? I know. Like think you have come out, Joy do a song, and then... Yay, and step out. And John mm. Bush comes out. You do a song. All I would right. love that. You step back out. Joey comes back yeah. out, or do two or three, and then switch. Two or three. Yeah. yeah. No, I would love to see that. That'd be super cool. Yeah. I would like to see that, too. Yeah. Best of both worlds. Yep. I like it. All right. So, I mean, I was just going through. I was listening to the iPod and, you know, just checking stuff out and listening to music and trying to figure out what to pick. And did I see that love-hate? is going to be opening for the Dio hologram is that real yeah i heard that
0: yeah looks like that's what's going on
1: oh man i don't know about the Dio hologram but i sure do know that i love love hate love hate's been one of my favorite bands as long as i can remember hearing them my buddy jason had the cassette tapes and at first i was like wow this guy's voice is way out there you know Mm -hmm. it's hard to wrap my mind around but the more i listened to it the more i loved it And I realized how unique and powerful of a vocalist that Jizzy Pearl is. Mm -hmm. Between all the old school love-hate stuff, all his solo stuff, the latest album that came out, man, I love it all. He's one of the best songwriters, I think. All around awesome. Just Mm -hmm. kicks ass. And I can never sing the praises of Jizzy Pearl and love-hate enough. Because to me, this is a band that, yeah, they were coming up at that time when everything was falling down. But they were so damn good. I still can't understand how they weren't able to overcome that and still make something. You know, because I mean they're always moderately popular. Mm -hmm. You know, the demand for them to come back is always been there. Jizzy Pearl still does all right for himself when he does solo stuff. And I got to imagine that new Jizzy Pearl Love Hate album had to have done pretty good. I would think so because people have been waiting for that for quite a long time. Mm -hmm. You know, and then it finally happened, which is great and. It was my number two album last year when we did our year-end review, and I think between it and the Hank Von Hell album, those are the two I really go back to yeah. the most from last year, and I think the Jizzy Pearl one is probably number one. Hmm. But I thought I'd go back, some old school stuff. This one comes off the album Let's Rumble, which is without a doubt, 100%, my very favorite love-hate album. It's got so many good songs on it. So many different styles all squeezed into one album. But it all kicks ass and it all rocks. And this is one of my all-time favorite songs. you got to crank this one real loud. And if you don't start tapping your foot or maybe pumping your fist, you might want to check your pulse because this one's just killer. And it's a tune called Spinning Wheel.
3: Say you are a dancer.
1: the Dio hologram should be opening for love hate damn it <laughs> i would agree with you there i think most people might agree with that oh man you're a huge Dio fan you love the hologram that's great yeah. what you're really gonna love is the opening band so get there early and yeah. pay a little extra attention because if you don't know about love hate you go see them live you're probably gonna want to go hunt down these albums and nowadays other than the brand new one they're kind of hard to find yeah so good luck.
0: Well, at least you're getting some bang for your buck with, yeah. with going to that
1: show. And if anybody's got an extra CD copy of Living Off Layla laying around, I'll take it because I can't find that sucker nowhere. <laughs> that's the that's the holy grail of my love-hate Jizzy Pearl collection. Oh, really? And I can't find it nowhere.
0: Huh. Not not out of print, huh? Gone.
1: Hmm. They, I don't think it barely ever got into print, to be honest with oh, you. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Burned on a CDR. It was the last of the old-school love-hate albums. Gotcha. And I'm told it's one of their worst, but I'm just dying to hear it.
0: But you at least want to hear it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's not a lot online about it. You know, you can't really find it nowhere. Huh. If somebody's got an extra copy of that, you let me know, because I will gladly take that off your hands. I'd love to hear it. Cool.
0: So I got one more pick, and uh, also, you know, taking mine from the headlines again. um, On a sad note, uh, we lost Paul Raymond a couple of weeks ago, the uh, original member of UFO. (laughs) And uh, you know his contributions to music are, are pretty well known. But uh, if you didn't know, he you know was part of UFO, Michael Schenker Group, also with uh, Pete Way and Wasted. Yeah. And uh, a lot of great material out of all three bands. So I uh, wanted to play something kind of in honor of him. And uh, I got to tip my hat to Lonnie from Metalworks because he uh, he played stuff th- from throughout Paul's career on his show. And this song kinda of re got my attention because I hadn't heard it in so
1: long. You know, for as much smack as we talk about radio, we we exception. always gotta remind everybody that we have something here in Nashville that only happens for a couple of hours on a Saturday night, yeah. and we've talked about it on the show before, because Lonnie runs this show called Metalworks, yeah. and he has free reign for like two hours on Saturday night to play whatever he wants. And it's always good. And it's always good, because this guy is just like us. Yep. I mean, he could be a third guy sitting here on Decibel Geek and would fit in perfectly, and you guys would love him. We've talked about having him on before. We've talked to him about having him on before, he would be like, oh, I don't know if your listeners would like me. Lonnie, shut up. They would love you.
0: You're great.
1: <laughs> that you would, they would probably say, you need this guy on every week, yeah. I would guess, because he is so much like us. And we get along with him so good because we all have that love in our hearts for this kind of music. But Lonnie gets to do it on the radio. Yeah. So if you're out there on a Saturday night and you want to stream some radio, check out 105.9 The Rock here yeah. in Nashville. Look for Metalworks on Saturday night. And you will see that when we say radio sucks, we're only 99.9% right because Lonnie is the exception. Yeah, definitely.
0: And you know he was playing a lot of great stuff last week, and this song was one of them. So it's a it's a song off the second album by Michael Schenker Group, just called MSG, produced by Ron Nevison. You got Gary Barden on vocals, Michael Schenker of course on guitar, Paul Raymond on keyboard and rhythm guitar, Chris Glenn on bass, and the uh, also missed Cozy Powell on drums. Just a, a, a yeah. phenomenal lineup. And this song, he played it on the radio. I was like, God, I forgot how much ass this song kicks. This is Michael Schenker Group with a song called "On and On."
1: Paul Rankin. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Michael Shanker, he's kind of... I think he's a little underrated. It seems like when I was a kid, like in junior high, reading the magazines and stuff, like, you'd see pictures of him with his white flying V, you know, mm-hmm. and he was, like, revered as, like, a guitar hero. Yeah. But nowadays, he just doesn't get brought up in conversation that much Not anymore as, much. as you would think that he would, and that he did at one time, so...
0: Yeah, he was It's incredible. good
1: for you to play some of that, you know, and it'd be cool for radio to play some of that, so that maybe somebody would hear that and go... Whoa! Listen to that guitar player. You know mm-hmm. who is that? I want to know more about it, like we did when we were kids.
0: And also Gary Barden. You know the first singer for Michael Schenker Group. He's like a really unsung hero to me as far as rock vocalists from yeah. from that era. Just an amazing singer. You know? Yeah, I
1: think people need to give MSG more of a chance because, but it's but it's not their faults because radio never played that for nope. them. They let us down. Yeah, they did. Mm-mm-mm. Well, good thing you got podcasts. Yep. So that's all mine for today. Okay. Well, I've just got one to end the show with. You got anything you want to talk about before we get out of here? Just
0: uh, buy your rock and pod tickets, book your room, um, check us out on Patreon, sign up for VIP. We've got Torpedo Dudes, our KISS podcast. That's right. You know, it's uh We just recorded one of them. On. We did. And uh, yeah, a lot of stuff in the works, you know. We're just we're
1: always busy. Been doing this for over eight years now. We're yeah. still around. We're officially past eight you know, years now. We've never taken no big sabbaticals. We've never. We've been here pretty much week after week after week for eight years. When we made that commitment way back in the day, yeah. we stuck it out. And what makes us stick it out? The power of rock and roll. you know. Yeah. So that's why we're here, and that's why we're not going nowhere. Right. So as always, you'll find the links to everything you've heard today in the show notes. Get out there. Buy the music. Support the bands. When they come to your town, go see them. That's that's really what this is. It's just a big old infomercial for rock and roll. You figured us out. So, you ready to wrap this up? Yeah, let's do it. Radio sucks. You know why? Huh. They don't play no freaking motorhead.
3: Hit it, Lemmy. I've been waiting for you for hours, babe. And you're still laying here. Waiting, waiting, hanging on the phone. It feels like a hundred years.